welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast. I am Marta Brummel, and by trade and training, I am a certified life coach with a psychology degree from the University of Notre Dame and a master's in clinical social work from the University of Michigan. I'm the mother of four children. I'm married to Craig Brummel, my favorite human, and I am the CEO of a private life coaching practice for young adults and parents. So the whole idea behind this podcast and these conversations is to learn how to navigate this human journey from the inside out by building a life skill set that allows each one of us to engage with this grand life adventure from a place of health, wellness, and confidence, and to create something beautiful by weaving in meaning and purpose along the way. I'm so glad you're here. Episode number 47, Self-Love. Hello guys, it's a Thursday night and typically I would be hanging with my sweet husband Craig Brummel, but he is traveling so I am flying solo and because of that I get to hang out with you guys (laughs) and uh, looking forward to doing so for this next half hour or so. And we're going to talk self-love because I think it is something that is a real game changer for all of us. It's something I have become much more familiar with and more acquainted with as I have, you know, gone through this life and uh, especially in the last many years. And I can tell you very genuinely that the more I love myself, the more I love my life. So self-love. It's really embracing the magic and the messiness of ourselves, of this humaning journey. And it's getting to know all parts of us and holding space for all of it. So it's, it's a belonging to ourselves. And it's, it's something that I think we all struggle with because many of us struggle from feelings of unworthiness, right? We struggle to believe that we are okay as we are. We believe that we're not enough and that we are not worthy and that we don't belong. And I hear this on a daily basis in my coaching calls. And it kind of breaks my heart. And at the same time, this is why I do this work because I understand I'm familiar. I know what it's like to not feel worthy. I know what it's like to feel like I don't belong. And I know what it's like to feel like something's wrong with me. But I also know what it feels like and what it's like to get to a place where I embrace all of that and I make peace with it and I cultivate something so deep within myself that I have that sense of belonging, that sense of worthiness and that sense of, you know, knowing nothing's wrong with me. If anything, I just got to learn how to be me very well. And what does that look like, right? Certainly it's compensating in areas that are not my strength because we all know there are probably five things in my life and in my being that I'm really good at, and then the rest of it, not so much. So I get good at delegating, I get good at playing on my strengths, then I get good at trying to develop those things that, 
you know, I know are going to help me be a better human and be more whole, but also just embrace my messiness and then understand that I am far from perfect and loving my imperfection and just recognizing that's really where the gold is, my friends. So self-love is something we're going to talk about today because I would hope for each and every one of you that you want to just get better and better at the practice of it and at that deep knowing. So fitting in is something that many of us try to do from early on in our lives, right? We try to be okay in the eyes of others. So we contort and we conform in every way we possibly can, you know, muster to belong. And yet fitting in Conforming and contorting to the degree that I'm talking about in no way actually helps us grow in self-love. And in fact, it doesn't help us belong. It just helps us fit in. And fitting in doesn't help us love ourselves because it's not getting us closer to ourselves. It's actually saying, I have to be something else in order to be okay versus this is who I am and I'm going to be me very well. And that is where belonging and love really take root. So learning to love and how to love ourselves is the work of our lives as I see it. And for my young adult clients, they show no mercy to themselves when faced with moments of failure or struggle. And showing any weakness for them, that's off the table because then they feel like their cover's blown and once their cover's blown, they're exposed and they're a house of cards or so they see it. So they don't feel lovable or worthy. And these feelings of despair only get compounded in a digital world. And I mention this because so many of my young clients are on their phones and exposed to the messaging 24-7 of comparison, right? And unrealistic goals and other people's successes. And they are constantly comparing themselves and each moment of their lives to this filtered social media feed. That being said, it is no wonder that the self has become so fragile and love of self is almost been elusive. Ironically, I want to state as well that I think the self-care engine, we hear about self-care all the time. We don't hear about self-love as much, right? We hear about self-care and we believe that is self-love. But I think what's happened is that the self-care engine has been manufactured by the outside world and by the beauty and wellness industries, right? And it's made us even more self-critical. And this criticism, this critical you know, view of ourselves and not feeling good enough and never being enough in general, it furthers us from that self-love that we are all starved for and we're all capable of having. That's why we're talking about this today because I am super 
passionate about this. During the pandemic, I came across some of Esther Perel's work and I love her on pretty much every level. She is just a marvelous human and I think her work speaks for itself. But she talks about how, and this is all about love, but she says, we don't just learn to love ourselves by ourselves. And when I read that line, I was like, that's just so interesting. And I read it again. We don't just learn to love ourselves by ourselves. So you guys, in order to love another, we must love ourselves. And in order to love ourselves, we must allow ourselves to be loved by others. So self-love is really our ability to see ourselves as the imperfect humans that we are, right? And yet still hold ourselves in high regard, being able to see our imperfect selves and embrace it all. The light, the dark, the multitude of our parts, because that's what we are. We're multi-layered, right? Self-love is the ability to not beat the crap out of ourselves, even when we mess up. And it's trying new things, knowing that we could fail without thinking of ourselves as failures. And this, I guess this would also kind of represent the whole growth mindset, right? And that sense of abundance and all the things that I think in terms of mentality, the more we come from the growth mindset, for instance, and less from the fixed mindset, that means failure is on the table. Because if we're trying to evolve and grow and become, we're gonna fail and we're gonna fail many times over. If we stay in the fixed mindset, we're gonna stay small, we're gonna stay more safe, we're gonna stay more in that place of fitting in versus really truly belonging. And belonging comes from the growth mindset because belonging says, this is who I am. I'm showing up. I'm in the arena. Let's go. Abundance is there's always more. And I love that mentality just as much as I love the growth mindset. I think they're kind of one in the same on so many levels. Abundance gets us away from the comparison, gets us away from less than, gets us away from feeling like, this person's better than me and gets more to this place of, hey, let's celebrate everyone and let's celebrate ourselves and let's be accountable, responsible for growing ourselves and becoming the very best we can be, right? And love the hell of it our, out of ourselves in the process. So while working, for instance, on this podcast episode, you guys, this is another great example of self-love. I found myself literally doing my usual starting with something and then taking it in another direction because this is how I roll and then landing on a topic, which I did, which was self-love because it seemed to be the common theme in a lot of my coaching calls. And I, I feel like I've been reading a lot about it and the more I'm like, you know what, this is a topic we're going to talk about. And then what I tend to do is I head down one path. And then inevitably find myself kind of detouring because I'm always learning as I go. And when I do the research and when I do this thinking about this, because it's on my brain 24 seven, 
I'm, I'm evolving as I'm doing this. So it's really hard for me to stick with one thing when I think, well, wait, I was going to approach it from this direction and now I know something differently. So let's bring that in. And so inevitably it just, <laughs> it keeps me detouring, right? And it's used to be more so very frustrating for me because I thought if I could just stick with one thing and be good, but instead I'm always kind of going off on these tangents. But what was not apparent to me in the beginning, as I said, becomes more apparent to me in the unfolding. And in the past, my multiple selves would be having a field day in my head. And guess what they'd be saying? The noise would be very loud. <laughs> and it would be something like, you always do this, Marna. Why do you do this? You're all over the place. This podcasting thing, you gotta be focused. You gotta get this done. You can be better than this. Come on, right? There are so many good people out there who are podcasting. Who do you think you are, right? This is, this is what I'd be hearing typically, right? But interestingly and mercifully, my friends, a new voice has been emerging for me. And it's been emerging over the last many years, but it is more loud and more prominent than ever before. And this voice that I, you know, I think I'm tending to just listen to more and hear more loudly and more clearly is Marta. You have so many good things to share. Stay the course. Your people matter. You love your people. Be the messenger. Help them human. This is not an easy road for any of us. The more we create a sense of possibility and hope and we cultivate more love in the, in the equation, the better. So stay the course, trust the unfolding, and know that it always comes together in the end. And this, my friends, is the voice that I am choosing to listen to. And this is the one that comes from love and compassion and curiosity. The other voices, not so much. Those are more my ego, trying to keep me safe and in my place and in the cave and fitting in. Not belonging, but fitting in. And I'm kind of done with fitting in. <laughs> and I hope you guys are too, because I don't think it does us any favors. So, you know, I think had I started this podcast even a few years ago, I don't know if it would have even taken off. I think it would have been dead in the water because I would have, why? been mercilessly beating myself up and coming up with all the reasons why I wasn't worthy or I didn't have, you know, a good enough message to convey, right? And who was I? Who did I think I was, right? But this new voice, it says, hey, you're about good things. You go off on tangents, that's true. You can get overwhelmed by the many different ways to unpack things in a topic especially self-love, <laughs> it might take you longer than you'd like to hone in on it. That's okay. Sometimes you're going to hit it better than others. And you know what? It's okay. Keep going. You're learning. Okay. This, my friends, again, I'm sharing with you because it's, a, it's really an example of what self-love can do. Because when I love myself more, I show up more. And when I show up more, I bring more to the world. I contribute more. I give more. I have more to, to share. 
And to me, that's a win. If I stay in this place of not feeling good enough and not feeling worthy and not belonging, I don't, I don't step up. I don't show up. And you know what? I'm done with that. And I really try so much with my clients to help them understand their job is to answer the question, who am I? And how do you do that? You start getting, you dig in, you start finding out who are you? What are you made of? Where's the light? Where's the dark? Where's the messiness? Where's the magic? And then start harnessing that. Harnessing the wind, as I like to say. So I think that along with this process, this internal process that I just shared with you about self-love for me and this podcasting journey, (laughs) I want to also say that I also share my struggle and my overflowing brain with CB because he's a safe person for me, number one, but he's also someone who challenges me and pushes me and he sees me and he will say, you know what? Keep talking, process with me out loud. Let's give it some space and some, you know, and some oxygen. And in this process, Marta, I want to hear from you. I want to know, and I'm going to push back and I welcome that right? Because what he's doing is he's helping me be better. And what I'm doing is I'm helping him see me. I'm helping him see my process. I'm being vulnerable. So I think that again, this is about self-love. It's, it's the willingness to love myself. And it's also the willingness to be loved by another and see myself through his eyes as much as I see myself through my eyes. And often I think his eyes can be kinder and more compassionate than mine. (laughs) So That's something to keep in mind. And just keep in mind, you guys, that self-love doesn't just include us. It includes others. Okay? Human beings are simultaneously dependent and self-reliant. There's an interdependence in relationships. We're dependent on the presence and help and love of others while also being reliant on ourselves and figuring ourselves out and being ourselves very well. It's a dance. Okay. And I will talk about this in future episodes, but I think that the, the, this, you know, concept of self-love is less about the ability to withstand loneliness or establish independence, which is so strong in my clients. And instead, it's more about awareness, self-awareness, and acceptance of our messiness, our incompleteness, our humanness, and then getting to work, okay? It's about letting others love us even when we feel unlovable because often their version of us is kinder than our own, okay? And as, as a coach, I take this very seriously. Because my clients often feel unlovable and unworthy. And a big part of my job, you guys, is to let them know that they are so very lovable and so very worthy. And their lovability and worthiness is inherent. They just need to start uncovering this knowing for themselves and getting to work at really realizing their potential and getting to know themselves and uncovering what that is and taking off the armor over time, right? That they've built up over the years because now they know they are more safe. 
They are more capable, they are more willing and able to do this work. This is the work of our lifetimes, to uncover us and love us at the same time. So what does self-love look like for you? I'm gonna share some examples of self-love that my clients have shared with me that I'm gonna you know, just kind of share on this podcast episode because I think it's gonna help each and every one of you possibly grasp the concept and consider making more of these things a practice in your own lives, okay? And these are something you can do every day. This is like homework I give for my clients, all right? And this is something you guys can consider doing for you. So this was this came from one of my young adult clients who said, I acknowledge that I messed up without telling myself I'm a mess. These, of course, are two very different things, right? One is coming from shame, which is I'm a mess, I messed up, and I'm a mess. The other from guilt, which is I messed up, now what? I'm okay, right? But what can I do? How can I repair this? What do I need to do going forward? That is a healthy dose of guilt and love, self-love. The other, shame. And shame doesn't allow love in the picture. Another example of self-love that a client shared recently was that she is taking responsibility without blaming herself. And this is big for her because she used to always avoid responsibility because it felt so awful. And now what she's learning is, hey, I can own this. I can feel the discomfort and I can love me and I can move forward with this. Pretty awesome, right? Another example, a client said, hey, I recently apologized for a mistake instead of hoping everyone would just move on. And by doing so, this turned into a really good conversation with my friends. It was kind of awesome. So another really good example of self-love. So my friends, again, self-love, it can take on the form of acknowledging a time maybe when you could have said, No, but you said yes to keep the peace. And maybe going forward, you're going to choose otherwise. It could look like releasing yourself from the shame and guilt of having not responded sooner to someone and then finally reach out. It could look like accepting that I will be okay. I am worthy. I am safe. Even if I've been hurt, by a parent or a friend or a stranger, and maybe they've never acknowledged the pain they caused, but I know that I am okay. I will be okay and I am worthy. I am worthy of love and I am loved. Another example, maybe let someone treat you for coffee or a glass of wine or a dinner without feeling guilty. And I say this because from experience, this was not easy for me to do, but boy, has it made a difference. And I love it now. I accept and I let people treat me as much as I love treating others. So I think for each and every one of you, 
just take some time to think about what would self-love look like in my life today? Where, what would love do? And then consider doing that just a little differently than maybe before. Loving yourself, you guys, is almost an act of rebellion in this culture. But it is the path to feeling better, doing better, and being better. And it helps us live and love and parent and lead and human with more courage and heart. And what's not to love about that? All right? So keep grounding yourself in your humanity and walk with and toward love, my friends. Until next week, blessings. Take care of you. Big love. Bye-bye. Having a life coach can sweeten the often messy and hard and awesome journey of being human. Do you have a life coach? And if not, I would be so privileged to be your coach. I have a private coaching practice for individuals and families where we work on getting to the heart of your struggles and paving a path forward that helps you create a life that you truly love. When you're prepared to take what you're learning on this podcast and implement the tools and techniques so that you experience profound and lasting results, then contact me at martabrummel.com and we can hit the ground running. I truly cannot wait to work with you.